I know, I missed a week. My family and I closed on our homestead a few weeks ago, and we've been working pretty hard at getting the house ready for us to move in. You know, moving some plumbing here, rewiring some electrical there, stuff like that. In fact, this is the first episode being recorded in our new house. Unfortunately, that has left me with less time to devote to things like this podcast. So I'm going to ask for your indulgence and pardon for this being late, and for it also being a brief, yet still hazardous, conversation. Trigger warning disclaimer. Hazardous conversations pushes rhetorical boundaries for acceptable political discourse. Listening to this program could have the uncomfortable side effect of provoking deep intellectual inquiry into foundational principles of liberty. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so it's probably not too much of a surprise that I script out my episodes. It's not that I can't speak extemporaneously. I just tend to ramble on a bit when I do, and I end up leaving out important points or information, leading to a much more incoherent mess. So I like to script it out to hopefully avoid such things and to make sure that I've explained my thinking as thoroughly as possible. Of course, like everything else, I will fail miserably in that effort from time to time, but it doesn't mean that I stop trying. Now then, as many know from experience, there is a lot that goes into relocating. And usually, the further away you are from where you start to where you end up, the more that you must do. In my wife's and I marriage, we've only had to relocate, I mean really relocate, once right after being married and prior to having any kids at that time the navy did most of our relocating for us so it was not all that difficult now that we have done one or rather in the process of doing one having kids in tow we've had a few more challenges to deal with one of the primary ones or one that had a higher priority for us was finding them a new gym where they could continue their competitive gymnastics In fact, it was a high enough priority that we based, in part, our choice on location to its proximity to such a gym. Well, along these lines, my wife and I were out doing some shopping, and I made some offhanded comment about needing to find a new dentist. My wife concurred, and then reminded me that we will also need to find a pediatrician for the girls as well. Well, we pretty much have our new regular doctor for her and I already set, so... We can focus on them. And I had mentioned that I'd seen a whole bunch of pediatric clinics and centers on a street near where I'd recently rented some equipment. So we drove past there so she could see them. And I made a point of telling her that I hadn't looked into any of them and I still haven't. So I have no idea what their reviews are or anything else other than that they exist. Now, it has always been important to do your research on whomever you're going to trust with your or your loved one's life. But today, it's more important than ever to thoroughly vet your choice. Now, the reason for this, as we have painfully seen in the past few years, is that the scientific medical community has become so thoroughly corrupted. Health is no longer the primary aim of the healthcare industry. Heck, it's not even a tertiary aim. Instead, Social political agendas of every stripe have become the all-consuming aim of this profession, creating lifelong customers who are addicted to a never-ending litany of drugs and other, quote, treatments, convincing people that their God-given bodies are in need of mutilation and, quote, correction, 
and deepening or even creating psychological illness in people, which, of course, requires a lifetime of treatment. Now, of course, not every person in the medical field is corrupt. We have seen the large number of nurses, doctors, EMTs, etc., who've had their vocation stolen from them because they chose to defy the party. Some of them have moved into entirely different fields, while others have moved to places where the tyranny isn't quite as bad, yet. But, while living in an area that hasn't gone completely off the deep end does give us great relief from the madness, it isn't a complete salve. The lunacy of the left is everywhere, and it is insidious and relentless in its drive to creep and crawl into any crack or chink in society's armor. So, as my wife and I were talking about finding a pediatrician for our girls and wanting to find a, quote, good one and all that, we realized that, as much as we hate having to be in this position, we have to go no-go questions for any potential doctor. The first is, are you going to respect our wishes when it comes to treatments, and especially vaccinations? Now, our previous pediatrician was, we had thought, pretty awesome in this area. She had always been very proactive in giving us information and talking with us about any concerns we had, doing a delayed schedule in vaccinations, and even with us not being comfortable with a particular shot. But, as happened with so many others, she fell victim to the COVID madness and her position on this radically changed. Now, to be fair, there were other factors to her overall change and radicalization. It's just that the COVID madness accelerated and exposed it. And the second go-no-go no question for us is, what do you believe about biological sex and gender? If their answer is anything other than there are only two, male and female, and one cannot become the other, then it will be a hard no. No hemming and hawing or supposedly sophisticated mental gymnastics over the issue. Any indulgence of this nonsense will be and must be shunned and shut down completely. Now, does that seem a little harsh? You think that I might be throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Perhaps I am. This attitude might mean that we pass on a world-class physician for our children. Someone that is an absolute genius in every other medical respect. But I highly doubt it. Nor do I consider such a situation as being anywhere near the level of importance that our society has made it. We've been turned into such a hypochondriatic society that we believe we are in a state of near-constant death, saved only if we are seeing our doctor at regular intervals and swallowing our daily pharmacy. We've sowed perpetual doubt into the minds of parents over their natural God-given abilities to care for their own children. Through various means and schemes, we've allowed the idea to take root that parents cannot and must not be allowed to make any decisions for their children. Only follow the guidance, prescription, rules, and orders made for them by so-called professionals. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not poo-pooing the advancements of modern medicine and hygiene, nor am I claiming that everyone who has 
happen to reproduce always makes for the fittest of parents. I have no major issue with the idea of having some form of assistance available to people who find themselves, for whatever reason, in need of it. The problem is that we have institutionalized the idea of the social safety net to such a degree that we throw everyone into it. It is the ultimate dumbing down and dehumanizing of society, with the intended outcome being total and complete dependence. So, why do we have such a harsh position on our go-no-goes? Well, I'm not sure that I need to do too much explaining for this audience, but the fact of the matter is that any wavering on these issues shows where they are likely to end up over time. Meaning that, even if a doctor claims to support your freedom as a parent right now, they will, in the long run, reverse that position just as our former pediatrician did over the COVID madness. See, she had supported our right as parents to choose what injections our children would receive, right up to the point where she decided that we were acting stupidly in that choice. In that moment, she decided that her opinions on the matter should trump ours. So now, what happens when she decides that one of our daughters is actually a boy? I mean... She's already decided that her opinions are superior to ours. So what will she do when we tell her, no, our daughter was born and will always be a girl? Well, in failed totalitarian states like Washington, she could begin to secretly treat our daughter by giving her puberty blockers and testosterone. And we as the parents would be prohibited from knowing anything about it. She could also inform government officials of our position on the matter and have our daughters removed from us. Yes, this stuff is actually happening in places, and it's likely happening or beginning to happen in places you might consider safe. The groundwork for it happening is laid years, even decades in advance, through unscrupulous legislators and politicians agreeing to laws and policies, most with good intent, but all enabling and empowering the bureaucratic state to be able to do these things. My friends, liberty is the only answer, and it is why they are so intent on killing it. Yes, liberty is hazardous, and wielding it may mean you have to work harder at some things and play less with others, but the more that we abdicate our liberty in even the most basic of things, the more we invite and inculcate the spirit of servitude in all things. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to like it, rate it, comment on it, subscribe or follow the podcast, and most importantly, please share it with others who might also like it. I will do my best to get back on track with the weekly schedule, as the cause of liberty is never fully secure. So until next week, God be with you all in all you do, and remember, keep the faith and keep up the fight.